outside. Santa and the winds blowing hot from the north. We were born to ride. Roll down the window, put down the top. Crank up the beach for us, baby. Don't let the music stop. It's the often imitated, never duplicated, love to be calculated, king of bada being sensation of innovation, the leader of the iconic nation here with the one, the only, Shane from uh, Milwaukee. What's going on, bro? Hey, Mike. How's it going? It's, it's going fantastic. So before we get into the podcast, let's get into the important news of the day, which is the Dodgers signing Trevor Bauer. Yeah, that uh, it's funny. We, we just kind of uh, kicked this off in literally a minute as we kicked this off, we got the news. So I think it's uh, a good omen. For the podcast yeah i think so i think so yeah no they uh i i i i um i just saw passing tweeted that it's a uh, a three-year deal deal with Love uh, it. first year and second with opt-outs but as as we are arm armchair gms those yes. opt-outs is it player is it team i don't know so we'll find out <laughs> i honestly don't even care like that's like a great true. contract and i don't even true. care true um well. 2020 Cy Young winner, right? So that's, I mean, it's great. Yeah. Hopefully he keeps cheating, which was obviously blatant. <laughs> hopefully he keeps that up. I mean, they're all doing it. It's the sticky, uh, whatever. Gotta get doing that sp- the- hey man, we got to get that spin rate up, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, this, just so you know, this is a podcast where we don't endorse cheating. Just, just so you're aware. Oh, <laughs> so that was, no. uh, that was your one free pass here. Um, no, no cheating. Well, you know, yeah, I know it's a, it's a sore subject, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. In, in terms of um, major league cheating for pitchers, it's one of those, it's, it's one of those, like not the steroids type level of cheating yes. where it's like all pitchers are on the same level. Like we all know we do it, but it's yeah. okay. Were you a pitcher we growing up, Shane? Um, no, I didn't really play baseball. I was, uh, I was a hockey player really interesting yeah mm-hmm. okay well but, but boy do i want to just skip over every single question i have now and d- dive into that how so like how do we become like go from hockey to baseball like are you still yeah i mean are you still a hockey fan i mean obviously i watch the nhl as well king's fan out here in los angeles but not like my favorite sport by you know by any means how did you become a such a baseball fanatic from what it seems like having conversations with you from starting yeah. with hockey yeah, no, and I'll tie that back to, to this game. So um, I've been playing OTP since, I want to say OTP 12, so 2012-ish, few years. 2011. Yeah. yeah, so a few years, um, it, which was right when I was in college, um, so I'm um, 28 now. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I grew up playing hockey, but I want to say around college was when I started to just really like develop this love for baseball. I don't know, I, I really enjoy the stats. I I'm a Dodger fan like yourself, but I kind of consider myself um, a baseball fan. So I, I love, I, I, I'm up to date on all the other teams that are outside the Dodgers. Um, and then this game itself, I'm a big stats nerd and, 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 and all of that. So this, this bodes well. And then I, I played, so I played some online leagues um, initially and I did two to three, I think. Um, and it was too much. So, and I took a break, I want to say 2015 to 2017, still bought the game, but I did offline stuff, pivoted back. And then really when I started to pick this game back up was when I joined this league. So I've been in this league now for one full calendar year, but I joined in uh, probably 2000... like 17 seasons, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I joined in the 2022 um, season in our league here. 
Okay. So I've been what are we, four or five seasons now. So, I mean, I do appreciate the speed in which Gary Sims, I find it extremely helpful to, you know, teams that want to rebuild and go through the, the motions as it relates to that kind of stuff. So tell me you're 28 years old. Um, I will ask you a question that I, you know, have always wondered. Um, do you prefer long walks on the beach or playing in the <laughs> snow? uh long walks on the beach i hate the snow but i found myself in the midwest so <laughs> so what state are you from um so i'm from wisconsin um i work so the hockey makes out. sense right i mean yeah exactly i'm i'm i work out of chicago currently we live in dallas we're kind of all over the place um we uh we bought a house in in dallas or this last year um okay. but we're probably gonna move back to chicago just because my job is there so it makes it a little easier or what? Yep, exactly. So okay. back to the cold and the windy city. So do you think you're going to miss Texas? Yes. Yes. I'm going to the wife, the wife kind of wants to make move back to Chicago. So, um, I, uh, I love life, happy there. wife. Yeah, Ex exactly. You know See, how it goes. <laughs> I do. I, I do know how it goes. Um, it's, it's funny cause we're probably actually moving out to Texas for, for work stuff. Uh, pretty soon and we'll be i think 30 minutes outside of houston area and i was telling my wife bro like i can do it but like i bitch when it's like 55 degrees like i can't live in the cold like it's just not gonna happen so yeah. from what i've been told texas is is pretty warm and I'm, I'm looking forward to that though i heard houston gets a lot of rain which i don't love but i'll deal with it i guess yep um so now let's get into the otp stuff um, I want to talk about what's on everyone's mind. I would assume. I mean, when I when when the season started, you, you were coming off a World Series appearance where you got land blasted by Vancouver. That sucked. Mm -hmm. But I think everyone was probably picking you along with a few other teams on our side to be, you know, really competitive this year and possibly get back to the World Series, um, which only Montana had done in back to back years. So I'm wondering when you, <laughs> when you start like minus 19 in the win column, like out the gate. You, you, I mean, you got the team to 83 and 79, which is great. Um, but what were you thinking at that point? I mean, the, the, the roller coaster of emotions <laughs> in the channels were very, very wide. Yeah, no, that was, that was rough. I don't, uh, I, it was at this point, I've got all these talented players. So superstars, the by the way. Yes. Yeah, so some of their ratings say, um, and, <laughs> and they, it was, I mean, even Trites himself was really struggling. Hill, Hill and, and Bowie, I think, were the only two that were kind of somewhat keeping it afloat as much as they could. But Hill and who? I, uh, Hill and and uh, Don Bowie, the second gotcha. baseman. Um, but I, 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 I think, and you and I were talking in DMs. I think it really attributed. I messed up the spring training. Um, I was. <laughs> being really cautious, which GMs out there might find this valuable. I will not do that again. I was, I. I, they should have been playing a little more spring training. Acting yeah. a little sus there, yeah. Yeah, so I learned my mistake. You know, I know we don't want to have injuries in spring training, but I also don't want to go minus, you know, 19, 20 games. So um, I think a lot of that did have ha have to do with that is some of these guys didn't get the A-Bs. A lot of the pitchers didn't get the innings pitch that they needed to, to get warmed up. Trites himself was just struggling. I, I might have only pitched him, you know, 10 to 12 innings in spring training. It, it wasn't quite enough, so – um, a, a learning uh, moment for myself. So, I mean, it's definitely interesting, you know, just, just, just to touch on that real quick. That's also a strategy that I've also um, historically uh, employed. Um, 162 over out the gate 
fire, if you will, has always been something I've looked at. And I think I, I wouldn't even have necessarily been against what you did or even say I'm against what you did, given how good your team is overall in terms of individual talent. It just didn't seem like it was meshing from the beginning of the season. Um, you find a way to turn it around to, to really the last month or so, the last month and a half, but really the last you know three to four weeks, make a big, huge push, secure yourself in a playoff spot, which you probably thought you'd be fighting for until the last end, but you wrapped it up kind of like two sims out. Um, I mean, were you surprised that your team being plus or minus 19, 20 games was able to get back to 83 and 79 and make the playoffs? Or, I mean, obviously, I think we all knew, given the talent of your team, that it was surely a possibility. But, uh, I mean, to say that we all thought you would be down plus nine or minus 19 to come back and to, to not only, you know, make the playoffs, but pretty securely. I mean, what were you thinking at that point? I mean, were you all in at the trade deadline to, to push for the playoffs? Were you just kind of like holding – holding pattern like what exactly were you thinking yeah so i was yeah as i put feelers out there i was willing to trade um i more or less may have been trying to grab you know maybe some playoff teams that were you know on the fringe of just trying to you know get more value potentially mm -hmm. to get them to push and and just to throw my guys out there i wouldn't say i was surprised to to make the playoffs because I did terrible. I mean that too. Um, but looking at my team specifically, I noticed a lot of the bad bits for the hitters were down. So I knew there would be some sort of regression. regression. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. So um I, I was, you know, I, I wasn't surprised that I hit I got one of the wild cards. Um, but it they did really. There was that one month, I think it was June, where I think we had five losses and like 20 wins or 19 wins or something like that. Was, was like Milwaukee's back. Yeah, and we did we we did cool off a little bit. Um, the that was last... in July. You were eighteen and five. Yeah. Yep. Okay, July. Um, but yeah, we did cool off a little bit towards the end there. Um, but but yeah, no, it was nice to make 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 the playoffs and at least get. Um, my biggest thing was just you know get some of that playoff revenue. So. One of the things that I thought coming into the playoffs, obviously the tri injury hurt late. Um, I, I thought you stood a real good chance. I mean. I, I did write this stuff down, so this isn't off the top of my head, but you were plus in one-run games. You were plus in extra inning games. Your home and road splits were nearly identical, and you were basically a 500 team against lefties, which most people can't say. Um, so I thought if you make it in, which you did, that you would have a really good chance at you know doing some damage, and then Trites goes ahead and gets hurt. I mean, I profess that before. I mean, the last Sam, and I, I think I jinxed you. Sorry about that. I said, dude, I'm picking you to come out if you get in. And obviously with Trites going down, that really puts a – you know, <laughs> right, right. Just things. Um, yep. You ended yeah. up pacing um, Montana, who you know you played all year, and he absolutely whooped your ass. Like, I mean, yep. I know the games were kind of close, but I mean, not really. Yeah the the trites was bigger than just being you know a number two pitcher, probably a pitcher that could be uh, ace on most squads. The, the biggest thing there was he is a lefty. Chris mm -hmm. Hill is a lefty. Two studs that are lefties, right? Dominant um, lefties, not just dominant lefties. lefties. Yeah. And and so you know, back to one of Brian's questions is you know who do you see as your rival? Like I see kind of Montana that way because last year um, we ended up beating them, and I did a strategy of just feed him lefties, mm -hmm. and then you've got a chance because if you throw a righty out there. It's batting practice. I said it in the chat. It, <laughs> it is literally really bat it, batting practice. Yeah. It really is. And it doesn't matter what righty throughout there. So my thing was, if I give him Chris Hill and Trites, two lefties, at least twice in that series, both of them, mm -hmm. I have a standing chance. But with Trites going down, it, it left with just Chris Hill, um, Fred Miller, who, as you <laughs> mentioned, journeyman. Fred um, Journeyman <laughs> Miller. 
and has no movement on the on his on his pitches. So you could make the case that that's batting practice as well. Um, but it, it really did hurt, you know, the, the team going into the playoffs. It just kind of uh, took the wind right out of the sail there. So it, it, it definitely did. Um, I I, I want to continue with the trite stuff for a second. Um, obviously, Chris Hill and trites trites um not lowering his value obviously he's never really pitched to his rating so i think a big boom is probably um possible for trites um you know for for whatever reason it seems like in otp 21 the pitchers really develop later than they have in previous versions um obviously his ucl injury is a problem same thing with ray um are you gonna fire your trainer because apparently they can't prevent ucl injuries uh no i'm not gonna fire him because we did decent he did decently well last year i had no one on the dl all of last year um this year was a little bit different um but no i'm not gonna fire my trainer he's uh he's got a job Uh, he's got a job okay so i'm I'm just asking the questions that i was fed to ask okay (laughs) from your trainer's wife um so i i I was actually just looking through your stuff and i was like they both have ucl injuries what are the odds Mm -hmm. um obviously Ray, that's a big injury too. Um, he's one of your better starting pitchers, in my opinion, as well, um, or potentially at least. So with Ray and Trites coming back next year from injury, um, with Heath, Miller, Ramos, and possibly Voss opting out, I mean, could we see a, a very different looking Milwaukee Milkman pitching staff next year, like completely overhauled, or is it going to be more like a tweak thing? Um, so because your minors is pretty terrible. It's, it's, it's awful. Um, you have Barber, I, but he's not ready, but he's good, but he's not ready. Yeah. And he's probably a four or five guy. Um, I would say um, at this point, um, I think Vinny Voss is going to catch in and, and op, he's going to not ex- exercise his player option. Cause I'm paying him 12. Based I think 12 on his million. war or based on his WPA or what? Uh, just based on how he's pitched. He's not, <laughs> I mean, his, his war his you know, fifth, I do, I, plus, I, you name I do want to offer you hope. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that he opts out. I mean, I offered Murakami last year $15 million or whatever the, the qualifying offer is in this league. I think it's 10, right? Or 50, something like that. Mm-hmm. And he declined it and then he signed for $2 million. So there's been stranger things. I mean, okay. Chris Martin for me, same thing, qualifying offer. He came back to me on a minor league contract. So, I mean, who knows? Well, um, He has low greed though, so probably not. He's probably opting in. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's all right. Um, In terms of the rotation. He's solid, by the way. He's not terrible. No, no, he's not. Um, he's more than what he should be, you know. His bad really was really high last year. Right. I mean. Yep. And, and I think the, the biggest thing with him is when I signed him, I wanted kind of that veteran arm. And in, in, at that time, Hill and Trites were, I think, year or two in the league. And, and he was a good number three guy yeah. or four guy in some cases. Um, but now he's he's kind of getting there up in age and and it's it's showing at times. Um, there is yeah, something in terms to of road, say for consistency though, like in terms of getting the games in. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he he's a consistent arm and and for the most part, you know, injury you know proof for the Sans most part. Sanchez torn so. labrum this year, of course, but <laughs> right because right. you because you have no because the game can't just split the injuries across multiple seasons. It has to, you know. Every, every, it has to do everything at once, right? I mean, yep. it, it makes sense. Yep. <laughs> Just the domino effect. Absolutely. But yeah, in terms of the rotation next year, I, I've i made it kind of known. I probably have um, spoke to six, seven, eight different GMs all of this year. And then towards the end here, there's been obviously a ton of interest in Hill and Trites himself. 
Um, Everyone's like, hey, Trites is hurt. Can we trade for him? <laughs> right, right. And I've made it relatively known that I'm, uh, that, you know. You gotta be blown away, as you should yeah, have to be. Yeah. And I, I will say, hot, hot off the, the press, as of today, um, there is out of the amount of GMs I've talked to over the course of this year, and then even towards the end here, I've been kind of pushing to see the interest on Hill or Trites. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one GM that actually uh, put a package together that, Maybe it's starting to make me actually consider it. Ooh, can Just I guess? Make it, there are no guesses. Okay. Um, it might not be a GM that you would expect, honestly, but there is it's out there, which is huh. kind of blowing me away. So we'll see if anything so actually. So can you comes speak to, to that GM privately? <laughs> is it something you're considering? <laughs> um, I mean, it that is what I'm saying. Blew me away. So yeah, I'm that's considering. What I- that's Whether what I'm it saying. Goes through you, or not is another you, thing. You but. sound like you were not expecting said offer because when we talked, I was like, "Yo, Trice, what's up, bro?" And you're like, uh, "I gotta be like excited for the offer. Like, it has to like kind of like you didn't say blow me away, but you were kind of like it's gotta be like really kind of blowing me away, right?" Yeah, it's tough. I mean, there one. I mean, Chris Hill, he's gonna get he's his under fourth. contract, bro. Like very cheaply. Right now, it does go up a little bit, but Hill yeah. is is uh it's not yeah it's not too bad considering i mean he's is it 28 player, my dude like i mean what do you expect i mean he's he's i mean he's pretty damn cheap in my and i'm just offering my currently you know, yes towards the end of there i'm sure it'll start to flip obviously but um in terms of like um what hill's done i mean he's gonna go i think he's he's gonna win his fourth pitcher of the year cy young um, he's the best pitcher in this league yeah and for my money and it not only that, but like Hill and Trites are both lefties, which is a major premium to these playoff teams. Correct. So I'm taking that also into consideration. So, um, you should. so yeah, I mean, as you should. So it's interesting because obviously Hill at the, at the tippy top um, of the league, where do you think he ranks historically? I mean, I, I know you said you like the stats and stuff. I don't know how much you've dug in. I, I mean, I think he probably at this point has to be top five all time already. S- so I, I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking about this is um, I, yeah, I would put him up in that top five. I think when it's all said and done and we have a record book and a history, he might not be um, up there with um, the, the Paris pitcher. I'm drawing a blank. Um, who's won three pitcher of the year awards. I'm also drawing a blank. Don't call on me, please. <laughs> um, let, let's just look. I, I want to give look him, at him his, real quick. Yeah. Yep, I'm going to, give him his so um, while you're doing that i i, I want to navigate real quick um to the single single for the pitching stuff we have sakata obviously at number one which shouldn't be any surprise out of paris but he's kind of you know 30 years old now jin Gian, um and abada both from montana which is shouldn't be too surprising because montana has been really good for a long time but the overall win totals is i mean it's it's one of those things where you look at the eras and all the stuff year over year and you're like man that park just crushes people but i mean he's winning a lot of games right, right. so chris hill i can't find him off the top of my head hold on not off the top of my head. So Chris Hill, as of right now, has 63 wins across four seasons, 12, 16, 15, and 11, or excuse me, 20, the last one. Um, that is good right now for, I mean, top 50. Um, but a lot of the guys, he's going to pass a lot of them next year, like a lot of them. I mean, my my, my middle reliever, is I have three middle relievers in the top 30. So it's kind of like, d- depends how you play, right? Um so right. he, he, he's gonna pass a lot of guys fairly quickly. Yeah, he's he, 
the the biggest thing with him is when I took over this team, we were I think a fifty win win team, and he was he was knocking on the door, and I, I guess I call him. I mean, he his first major league de- de- or PBA debut was twenty five years old. Um, so he's only been in the league for four years. So I think in terms of when you look over he, the historical stats after it's all said and done, he might fall a little bit lower in terms of war. He was but, drafted as a college guy, right? I believe. Yep. 20, he was in the 2020 draft. Okay. Um, I, I think the biggest thing we might see is like, you know, Pedro Martinez to comparison where there's a stretch of, you know, of a period of time that he just dominated. I mean, he's like I said, this is his fourth every year. He's been in the league. He's won pitcher of the year award. Now I don't know if that's going to end next year or the year after that, but um, I think the biggest thing that's going to hurt him at the end of the day is he wasn't in the league at 22 years old. It was 25. So, but he may not uh, have been ready at 22. Uh, he was ready. I will say this. Um, I, I mean, revisionist he, history for me, for you, was he ready? He was ready at, he was ready a year before. I think he had four war in AAA. And I, I will say this. I'm actually I, – I, I'm okay with teams sometimes maybe on some of these players um, not calling it up because that exists today where GMs, right. where GMs might not want to start that clock. It happened to Chris Bryant. It happened to multiple people. It's just the way the CBA or, in our case, the way the game engine works, if you know your clock is the year after that, in my case, it was Chris Hill the year after that and Trites coming up at the same time in 2023. Right. It made sense. Call them both up at that time, and then they can start their their time. So. Time together, right? right? I mean, they're they're what? They're a year and a half apart. And I, I, yep. I would like to note as well that it's interesting where we kind of touched real quickly on him being 63rd and – or 63 wins, you know, top whatever he is. But if you look at just war, he's 14th all-time in four seasons. So <laughs> – if you need more proof, wins are semi-irrelevant in at least the game engine. There you go. Um, right. Well, I mean, they have their, their place, right? So a couple of things. Um, it was uh, Cicada is who I was thinking of. He's a 30-year-old, um, right? Yeah, he's 30. Moved into the uh, relief, the it looks like. Yeah, but, he, but Cicada was a, a three-time Pitcher of the Year award. So that, that was a big thing for Hill was um, – uh, He's now the number one pitcher of the year. And Suzuki's ran away with the MVP. I don't know if we're ever touching that, but <laughs> um, I'm holding on to the Chris Hill record right now, which is four pitcher of the year awards. Dude, take t- take it for what it's worth here. Um, speaking, you know, we talked about Voss opting out. Um, I don't see too many offensive players that you're losing next year, unless I'm missing some guys. The biggest one, obviously, is Jason Robinson. Yeah, that's the only one. Um, so I'm in the need of a center fielder. Um, for anyone out there, um, Pedaling. but, but yeah, Jason Robinson's the only bat that's going away. Um, I ended up Silva, Henry Silva, I ended up re-signing him. I want to say a week or two weeks ago in game and, um, he's been nothing but consistent, like his that, offensive metrics, like hold on for his ratings. It's weird. Yeah. You know, Kevin and Cleveland really wanted him at the trade deadline yeah. and I was about ready to pull the, pull the trigger and, um, it, I, and I mentioned to it multiple other GMs that were that might have potentially wanted him. If you look at his ratings defensively, you're like you're you stay clear. Yeah. But I, w- I would tell GMs, I think maybe you were one of them. Mm-hmm. Kevin was one. I was like, yeah. hey, look at the actual stats. He's it's not, not terrible. He's it's not, not as bad as look at his catcher year array. It's not bad. Yeah. So what I did is I ended up signing him for a a, a two year deal. Um, the last year is a team option for like a three million buyout and thirteen million next year. Um, 
in terms of war, he was a three war player. Um, so if he's, you know, maybe even a two war, I, I think it is bat checks out from like a money standpoint. Oh, for sure. So it was, it doesn't strike a, out dude, like at all. No, no. And, and catchers to be able to put a bat in that catcher spot is oh, also an advantage. Biggest so. advantage in the league. He's an iron man. He's going to play. It's not a problem. Exactly. So. I actually love him. He's been one of the guys that I've been chasing via free agency, via via just in just just in general, because I think he's just super cons- consistent for what our league has at that position right now. Like he's 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 going to be the goat in terms of the catchers at least yeah. out the gate, just because longevity. Um, exactly. So now, before we get to where where you see yourself I, next year and back, stuff. Sorry, back to yeah. to Silva. I just looked. He's turning forty years old in like. 40 days so he's uh but his bat is not it's amazing i don't know did, when he's gonna fall off that cliff but did you guys just hear shane say that henry silva's available for trade immediately after this podcast drops <laughs> that's what i heard uh, <laughs> hey anything's possible anything is possible um like brian said there's a price for everyone dude brian didn't say that the million dollar man said that everybody you has said that no oh, the million okay. dollar man everybody has their price. <laughs> wrestling there we're gonna tie it all in um <laughs> So real quick, before we get to where you see yourself next year and where you like to improve, I do want to ask you, in terms of your roster, who do you think doesn't get the type of love or who goes under the radar that that you're a huge fan of that some people in the league might just not be aware of? Um, I would think... Uh, For me, it's most... Sutherland because I think he's consistent, if not spectacular, but just consistent. Um, who would it be for you? So I think... Uh, I mean... Chris Hill and Trites, they seem to just take the spotlight. So I, I would say it's Don Boyd at second base. Like you mentioned, you're like, who? Uh, he read, he was runner-up, I think, uh, what year? He had a 6.8. I mean, the four-time four. All-Star, apparently. Yeah, in 2024, he was runner-up to Suzuki, which Silver is – Silver Sluggers, yeah, he's great. So I don't know if enough people – he's kind of a liability at defense, but he's a, a stud he's bat. He has so. a five bat. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> – I would say it's Don Boy. You're I mean, not, it's not really not glamorous here, guy, bro. but I mean, you can't have a superstar at every position. <laughs> right, right. They can't all do everything. Um, but maybe, maybe just maybe not Don Boy because maybe some people do know who he is. Can I offer um, another name? Go ahead. What about Matt Ricci? Um, well, he, yeah, Matt was. Um, I drafted him like two years ago, and he. This was his rookie year. First round, um, right? Yeah, first round. I'm looking right now. Yep, exactly. First round, I picked him up 13th pick. Um, I know first basements aren't like the sexiest thing because they are. I know you're going to preach. But he is just going to be like a solid bat. And he was, to me, in that draft in 2024, I I felt like he was at that time one of the the better bats. It was the first week draft, by the way, for those of you who are just joining the league now. Like we've had pretty solid drafts, right? But mm-hmm. I felt like that was the first draft where it was kind of like, okay, we're not going to just have like ridiculously stacked drafts every year. Right. No, I, yeah, I, no. I mean, I love Ricci, by the way. I mean, he's, he's, he's been on my short list for a long time. But yeah, I'd say Ricci is probably the other one where, you know, it's, he had his first rookie year, he had a couple votes for rookie of the year. Bro, he's going to um, walk he's... like 120 times in three seconds. Yeah. That was the biggest thing for him is he's got his eye is 100 and according to my scout. Yeah, me too. He, he he's gonna he he's he's going to walk 120 times mm-hmm. 
in like three seasons. He's he's gonna be great. And him and like you, it's gonna be interesting to see what you can put around. I mean, I, I think I would include him as a future piece going forward. Same thing with Bowie. Obviously, you got the shortstop, uh, Cruz and Perrier Cruz. Yeah, Sutherland's fine. All you know what I mean? Like un unceremoniously solid, not spectacular, but solid. Obviously, Hill and Trice, if you hold on to them, I think your bullpen outside of Dew, you know, you need to possibly, like, obviously, I think you probably know, you know, just given your statistics this year, that's an area you can improve in. You were, what, like seventh or eighth in it or fifth? Oh, excuse me. Well, I guess your bullpen was better than I thought, but um, who could It was more? bad. It was bad. It turned out. I test it doesn't it look great, bud, but apparently it was decent statistically. Mm -hmm. Um. So, I mean, aside from your bullpen and stuff, like, and like, what improvements would you potentially, because I said, you said it was bad. So, what, like, what improvements outside of your bullpen do you think, you know, you would like to address going into the offseason? And if Trice was to be traded, and I'm not going to say Hill, because I think it'd be crazy, but, but if Trice was to be traded, like, what type of package would it, like, take? Would it take, like, prospects plus win now, guys, plus just a whole bunch? Or, like, like what, what would it take? Um, so I'll answer the first one and then I'll answer the trite. So just kind of what to improve on, I would say from like a, a batting standpoint, I, like other than just the center fielder, um, I, I think it is the bullpen. And I think this year more than the pat, the prior two years is really kind of my rotation. I, like we said, Vinny Voss may or may not opt out. Um, I have Scott, um, uh, uh, Ray, hopefully coming back as well. He, he's kind of a, a younger pitcher coming up. Dave Fry doesn't have the stamina, so he's probably a bullpen piece. But that's I'm okay. Really gonna have, yeah, I'm going to have to really kind of figure out, you know, my three through five starting pitching. I don't have a lot of money to spend either. So in terms of uh, free agency, I won't have a lot of movement. I was, I think, fifth or sixth in payroll this year. Um, so I, I would have to get kind of creative, but to answer your second question on trites or Hill, I would say both are available. Ooh. Um, it, it would, it would be, I, I don't, it would be some blue chip prospects. You know, I'm, I, I think, um, you know, some me, guys that are, sorry, go ahead. No, me and Brian have talked about this and I'm curious your, your thought and your approach on it. So Brian has mentioned before, like, if you want a three-star player, I need a four-star prospect. Kind of like if the player is far enough away in which he's not a for sure thing. Because you have your, you know, your your nearly ready prospects and your dice roll prospects and your guys who are like highly touted blue chippers, but like who knows? You know what I mean? For right. Chris Hill, for me, for my money, armchair GM and like I gotta get like three or four four-star guys, because I mean, Chris Hill is Chris Hill. Like, right. like he is a for sure guy. Like the amount of assets i would need in order to be like i would have to be bold like i wouldn't say no either but i like his contract is so team friendly even when it's 14 dude like he's still a four award pitcher in his sleep like that's still three war per you know what i mean so like i don't know for me like i would have to be completely overpaid for chris hill yep because and he literally kind of, shifts the entire league yep that's that's the kind of the 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 price tag like you mentioned is you know with some Two of these people three straight years come on yeah, he's just an inning machine. In terms of value, you know, when you're trading PBA guys that are already contributing to the big league roster, you kind of want um, top, top twelve all time in WAR at twenty eight. I mean, yeah, you kind of want you know that premium because it's like anywhere he goes, he's first line, first in the rotation, no matter yeah, where. For sure, so, there's there's nobody like he's the best pitcher in my opinion. Um, so yeah, I mean. I mean, it would take a lot, right? And Trice, I think, should be sold at nearly the same value, honestly. Yeah, he's close. I know the, the lefty, injury. dude. 
Right. I know the injury is kind of a question mark, but yeah. I, I think for the most part, he's still young enough. Um, and he is, like you said, a lefty and is, I haven't, there hasn't been a scouting report. Um, I don't think quite yet, but his ratings are still intact. So, you know, it, it's kind of timely where he was injured the last game of the season where he will be ready for spring. That's training, fucking so. brutal, dude. Like, seriously, it's like, if there's like a worse time to be injured, like aside from the playoffs, like that, I, I don't, I, I really don't know what it is. Right. And obviously guys, if, if you want to trade for Trice, you got to look, it's, it's a trainer thing. Multiple players on his roster have UCL injuries. It's not a Trice thing. It's a, right. It's a trainer thing. So you trying to get me to fire my trainer? Is that what you're trying to do? I'm just <laughs> fucking around at this point. I, I I think it's really weird. Like the UCL thing, like it, two guys, like, like I've never seen two guys with UCLs, like to that type of degree in the same season. Like I, the game usually spreads it out from my experiences, but maybe I'm just not tracking. Um, So we talked about your improve improvements places you would like to improve next year my question to you is and i'm gonna give you a hard time here we've talked about it right you made the playoffs the last few years you're on your your, your picks aren't going to be as high as they have been you're low on money henry silva's getting paid at least but where is where is that talent going to come from it's going to have to come via trade via free agency like you got to get creative and try to try to use one of your bigger assets in, in, in a Herrera whose contract is favorable, but not cheap to get another player back who could fit into a different role. Like, what are you looking to do? Like, in yeah, terms of- I, I think it's going to be a mix. He of- could opt out. Right. I mean, honestly, he's 31. Yeah, I guess I'm just going to go under the assumption he's not and I'm paying him. So you're very uh, positive here. <laughs> so, uh, I think the the biggest thing is is I like I don't have the capital and I don't have the prospects. I'm I think ranked 22 of 24 in OSA for whatever you take that worth. It's not impressive. So no, no it's not I have impressive. To, <laughs> no, so I have to get creative. I think you know ways of doing that. Like you know Steve Hess in my my bullpen. Mm-hmm. Um, I signed him to just a one year, $1.3 million deal. I just need to kind of look at those, you know, when we look at the free agency is kind of look at the bottom a little bit. Some guys I mean, he was that, great for you last year. Almost he was, a nine K per nine. Yeah. Yeah. He was amazing. And he was a player that was before he, he went to Dublin two years ago in 2024, he went to Kentucky, Cleveland Vancouver. last year. Yeah, he's, been and everywhere. he's been everywhere, but in, in 2023, he was that, you know, ERA plus of 130, a, a one war type guy. Um, so I was kind of banking on, you know, maybe I'll get that version of him for a cheap one point. Exactly. man. I mean, yep. Yep. So I got to just be creative think ways of like look at players that way. So I think from what I've seen via free agency this year, there's, there's not necessarily the, the, as as I like to call them, the FU free agents, but there is a ton of super duper depth guys last year. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be the same thing this year. I really, really, really do. And I think you have a lot of players, um, Shane, that are not overpaid. They are appropriately paid. So whether that's a detriment to you or not, I don't know. But like, you don't have people making bad money. Like, it's they're all going to be. If if you do decide to go a trade route in the future, I don't. Like I said, I don't know. Like, they're all making good money. Like, they're like, there's no net negative bad contracts. Like, there there really isn't. No, there's there's no you know Stanley center fielder um, contracts on Ooh. this roster. Uh, sorry about that, Bill. Um, and we know he listens to every podcast, so he's gonna yeah, hear that. I know. Well, Bill's a good guy. Him and I, I, I think I can kind of get away with that. But it's really 
I would probably say the Willie Herrera one is kind of up there a little bit, not quite to Based that Based on this year's performance or historical? Because historically, you know, he's just 31. Historically, that, that that I mean, that's appropriately paid to me, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I think his ratings are starting to kind of go down. Are you down. concerned Although, about his speed dropping from a 2 to a 1? Is that what we're, we're leaning here? I'm concerned that, like, his um, – I don't know. It – I was on Henry Silver. I was like, wait, his, I think his power is kind of taking a, a big back seat. It's starting to kind of trend down. So, so um, I don't know, man. I mean, I, again, I'm not playing devil's advocate because I'm here on the pod with you, but I mean, he got 155 at bats in 25, he hit 32 home runs this year. He got 126 games, not at bats, excuse me. And he hit 24. I mean, I mean, I'm, I can't do math quickly in my head like that, but I'm pretty sure that's pretty consistent. Right. I mean, it looks pretty fairly consistent. Like yeah, 30 home runs the last couple of years. I mean, I if, if his power is dipping, it may be dipping a little, but like, again, I don't think it's dipping a ton. He's a 75 home run power bat and an 82i for me. And you, look at those guys are valuable because they're going to walk or hit a home run. He's kind of like a modern, I mean, and his avoid case kind of going a little bit south, but I mean, he, I don't know. He looks like a modern day uh, Adam Dunn to me. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair com- comparison. Um, Who but yeah, had that profile type? There's someone else recently. That walks and hits home runs and strikes and, out a lot. Yeah. That's Jock yeah. Peterson. <laughs> oh, why do you have to go there? It, it really is Jock, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the good news is, whereas we talk about lefties being super important in this league, he's a right-handed bat who smashes lefties. So there's always going to be that value for the other side for him. So he does have that going for him. True. That's no, true. I, I, I'm being honest here. I mean, him, him and Ricci, worst case scenario, you have – I mean, between the two of them playing first base and DHing or however you split them out this year, which it looks like you have Jolly in the DH spot. I mean, if you combine yep. their stats, I mean, they hit 50 home runs combined, so you're paying Ricci nothing. So, I mean, right, combined, yeah. combined there for, for 18 million, you're getting 50 home runs and 160 or base. Like, I mean, not it, too bad. <laughs> it does work out. Yeah, Richie is a left-handed bat, so I have him hitting righties and then hit, Willie hitting lefties. So it, it, it does work out that way. Um, Jolly is DH. He struggles a little bit with lefties, but, um, but beyond that, um, it kind of splits work, I think. So, yeah, I mean, and it keeps people rested. You can't really, I mean, like I said, he's appropriately paid to me. And with the two of them combined, worst case scenario is you're getting production from two spots. I mean, I mean, the worst case scenario is you have two first base DH guys on your roster, but aside from Mm -hmm. that, you're getting production. It's not like, you know, net negative stuff. Right. Um, I mean, any, anything else you want to touch on as it relates to your youth coming up? You know, you got Lacey coming up, Scott Daly, Lucas. I mean, you have so many players in the same age range where your run should be pretty pretty consistent. I mean, Robinson's gone. Herrera's 31. I mean, we got old man Silva. But, I mean, someone needs someone to tell them what to do with all the kids. Um, I mean, everyone's kind of appropriately aged to, to continue this run you're on right now. I mean, to really kind of go for go for it, right? I mean, in the division at least. Yeah, the division, I, I feel like, uh, you know, the mountain men are still competitive and they'll continue to be competitive. But I think in terms of when I joined this league where they were, you know, winning consistently, like the division, we're now seeing, you know, our division kind of shake up in the sense that there's some more players. So, you know, last year I knocked mountain man off this year, Cleveland took the division, you know, next year, who knows who it could be. So it's still kind of up in the air um, in terms of, um, just being competitive. I think, um, you know, just kind of 
continue to keep that consistent squad together. Um, like you said, we are still kind of young, but um, kind of also trying to, to find that happy balance between, like I said, I don't have a minor league system to, to maybe kind of like the Dodgers do in a certain extent, right. <laughs> Where they stay competitive, but also kind of keep guys moving up. Yes. Um, there's that healthy balance. It's hard to do, but. But you have the superstar talent. That's the hard part. You you have the difference-making guys, and you can fill in the gaps around that. And I think this league, as it continues to age out, um, and as people's – and I'm, by the way, like I have, I have a brand-new short list where it's like short list rule five guys I want that I think guys might be gettable. You know what I mean? So right. I, I think that this league, as it continues to grow, like I think it's only going to be beneficial for those GMs who are willing to kind of live, live, live on the edge of a society, if you will, and you can really build going forward. I believe a, a superstar laden roster with 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 not spare pieces because I wouldn't say Taylor and those guys are and the, on the Dodgers are spare pieces. You know, top ten second baseman Taylor. But uh, <laughs> I would say that there's definitely going to be an opportunity for uh, for that kind of roster being built. And 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 let's not forget, you know, you got uh, Eric Lacy who also thinks he's a relief pitcher. So there's that. Hey, I've tried him a few times. It, I think that experiment is now over. So if you want to look at Eric Lacy's, uh, I thought he was going to be a great two-way player when I drafted him. His ratings aren't that did awful, you, but... Did you develop him both ways, or did you lean one way or the other when you developed him? I think I developed him both ways. It just, he, even in the minors... You sound resigned to that. Like, you're like, God damn, I tried so hard. I did. I And the, I started the experiment even this year, and he just kept getting and I, I was like you know bullpen will just take one or two innings here or there yeah. it didn't work out so he i flipped him off two way he is he had an incredible year he was probably the mvp of of the milkman for for i mean he uh, smashed lefties it looks like yeah i i'm building the spreadsheet now in terms of like just trying to create some weight i remember mentioning to you on saturday weighted um uh, value on their ratings and right. on top of that, their production. And he just, he had an insane year. I don't expect that out of him next year, but um, he, he's a good bat for sure. I mean, former second round pick. So there is a pedigree there. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, when, when I see these players, I just always hope they work out. Like, I'm not sure how like really productive it is or how much of it really matters. Like I may create one day, go into a fake game and create like a super guy on both sides and just see if the actual game engine with a super <laughs> duper star player at both positions how it actually plays out because if you're creating these guys and they're not doing well then probably can abandon the experiment in general but i, I will always draft these guys because i find it super fun right right so <laughs> now it, i know we're probably kind of coming up on, on time here but do you mind if i just kind of flip a question like brian does to you your way not at all because i got word association for you still so by all means okay um I, my biggest thing is is you know what what do you think differentiates this league versus others um, probably just the overall ability of the general managers. I've been in a lot of leagues where there's been good guys, but you find out really early and I kind of touched on it a little bit with Mark, but not really because Mark was too busy slamming his divisional foes. But, <laughs> but I find it interesting when you get to leagues that you're in with people that you do get along with, but you don't really feel a competitive spirit with them. And I don't know if that's the right way to the right thing to use or not. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of the guys that were part of founding the league have known each other for a decade, like, or around a decade. So it's a lot of guys who enjoy each other's company and not to get too deep into the stuff that's been going on lately and the forums with myself and, you know, having a pissing contest with a child, but, but 
we like each other. Like we're part of a league together because we enjoy one another's company. And I think when you can enjoy one another's company and you know you have a competitive spirit with those guys and then with you coming in and Jeff's been great, Mark's awesome, Carrie's a good dude. I mean, we have a lot of competition in this league. Like there's not, a, like I, I think I must have messaged Kevin 10 times and asked him to stay the fuck away from my players I want in free agency. I mean, he, he's like going for the same low hanging fruit, high floor, low ceiling, like guys that I like. So I appreciate that because for years I would play in a league where people didn't think the way I thought in relation to building team. Now that you're already mentioning the same way I think and he's doing it, like I'm like, sweet, now there's competition for these guys. Now you got to kind of think of different ways to do it, right? So it keeps you on your toes and you learn more and you get better and you improve and you try them different ways and different theories. And you know what I mean? Like, I think I think that's fun because yeah. if you're in a league with people that all think the exact same way and you think differently, it's not fun because it's like, well, whether you're, because whether I'm right or not, it doesn't matter. I'm going to get whoever I want. There's going to be no competition right. for talent. I'm going to get, like I said, whether they flop on their face every single time, it doesn't matter. I'm going to get the guys I want every single time. And I like the fact that out of every 10 guys that I've wanted, I've got in two or three. Like it's not right. consistent. And I really enjoy that. Yeah. I really, really for, enjoy that. What about you? For me, I, I think it start. the GMs are obviously a part of the pie, but I think the biggest part of the pie is the commissioner. I've mentioned it a few times there now. There is awesome. Yeah. It, it starts and stops there. You could have the best GMs in a league. It doesn't matter. I've been in some leagues where the commissioner is just awful. Um, his, and dog, it, the, his dog waters, my son says. Yeah. I have no idea what that means. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, there's a healthy balance to, um, in terms of, you know, making sure when you join the league and there's voting on certain rules that mm. there's an appropriate balance, you know, there's the founders, you know, who's been here the longest should get probably the most weighted in terms of votes. You don't want someone just joining to have the equal amount. And then there's a progression, you know, I've been here since 2022. I think as I keep going up, I kind of, you know, gain a little bit more and more depending on how long you've been here. So yeah, no, right. And Gary perfect. put that in place uh, or we did Gary did whatever. When we first started, it, it wasn't meant to like not put value on everyone's opinion. It was meant to look at these guys form this league with this idea and this mindset of how they wanted a league to look from the beginning. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. to keep exactly. it kind of like that way, especially early on, like, as you said, people are getting voting shares and they're improving and they're having more weight because if, Cause like, if I've been here 20 years and you've been here 15 years, like your opinion's fucking 100% the same as mine. At that point, we've all formed the league together. But as you said, we don't want someone who's been here for a year shaking up the entire balance of year with, with people who've been here for 20 years. Like that's not, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's, right. that's seven real life years, bro. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> or four exactly. in Gary's mind. Cause Gary likes to same quickly. So if we're about we're reaching an hour here, this has been a great podcast, man. But if you don't mind, I got some word association for you real quick. Okay. Um, First one, and we're just, I'm just going to cheat. We're just going to go in the division. We're going to go Orlando. What do you think about Orlando? Um, <laughs> Play Jeopardy music? Um, they're there. They're there. Okay. I, don't Winnipeg. I don't mean to be rude. No, I just. No, Scott is a great guy, obviously. Um, Orlando's not in a great upswing currently. Um, no. <laughs> Winnipeg. Uh, I, I'd probably put them on par with Orlando, yeah. Okay. What about Salem? Um, right, they're starting to series, a couple of them. Yeah, they're starting to kind of um, you know knock on the door a little bit, but I think in terms of, of I mean they're right where they're they're right in the middle there. I'm kind of bummed because Salem made a few World Series out the gate, right? And now I feel like Victor Uribe is just kind of wasting away there. Like he's been such a foundational piece for our league in terms of how good he was. He's been with Salem the entire time. Check him out, guys. He's amazing. I know a lot of you probably aren't familiar with him because Salem hasn't been good for a while now. 
at least as it relates to where Brett has been historically, I, I will say. But uh, Victor Ribe, I feel like, I don't know if he's going to make the playoffs again, and it's a bummer. He's been an absolute monster. I have him right up there with Suzuki and Montoya out the gate for uh, one of the, and I'm asking you for word association. I'm just taking over, but <laughs> I would put a Ribe up there. Um, what about what about uh, Montana? Um, I think it, with Suzuki potentially in free agency, I think they're maybe trending down a little bit, but they're going to always be competitive. Always. Josh so, is a great GM. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, what about Cleveland? I, I mean, kudos to, to him. I mean, just that Carver um, pick, I think that was a pick right before I drafted. Do you trade Shane um, Carver? Or a pick after. I asked Brian. Shane Carver actually was a pick after me. And I'm like, kick. I, lo- I like to look at drafts and, and you know, he killed it. So between drafting. You like to make yourself feel bad. You really do that to yourself? Yes. Oh, yeah. Excellent. So, so there you go. Cleveland is going to be um, very competitive too, I think, for the next year or two or three years. So What about Milwaukee? Um, Kind of the same thing. I think <laughs> just steady. Um, I, it helps to have, you know, two pretty solid pitchers. But, um, you know, hopefully next year. Um, uh, taking the division back. I do love the parody in this league. Yeah. Yeah. It's there. It is there. Uh, Shane, thanks for joining us, buddy. Had a great time. I appreciate it, Mike. I'm right, man. Have a blessed day. Thanks. You too. Bye.